On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, uh, February the 19th, it's Ian Cameron. We've got Vito, Renas Vitalins back with us, our weekend contributor here on the Ice Guys, and special guest, DJ Mitchell. He's got a daily fantasy and uh, NHL betting podcast. Uh, you can talk about that, promo that a little bit. Check that out. Does videos, too, on the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel uh, weekly throughout the week uh, for fantasy and betting standpoint. And, of course, DJ was with us a couple weeks ago on the BetCast, the first one we did. Uh, a few weeks ago. He's a big Sabres fan. Of course, Buffalo's on the card today in the first game of the day uh, against Colorado. Uh, so I'm sure he already told us he's not looking forward. To it. We'll see if they make the best of it. Uh, DJ, welcome. This is their first official appearance, though, on our daily show. So welcome in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been doing, like you mentioned, I've been doing shows for a while. Uh, me and my, my best friend growing up, Matt Moody, who is, I would say, a pretty big sharp in the DFS community, started doing this when we were juniors in college. Um, it was real rough go. A lot of people saying our audio wasn't working well, and we just kept going. Um, it felt like the hockey space was missing a DFS podcast. And I still think that, you know, there's some out there, but I think we do a pretty good job of giving the news and notes and, and trying to strategize how to bet on DFS hockey. Um, Matt is is someone that does an incredible job, but he's just not a better in general. He just likes doing DFS. So I kind of carried on with uh, the betting because I like that a little bit more. I, I enjoy um, trying to find the edges in hockey where they exist. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much is because there's so many edges that in hockey that are don't exist anywhere else. Um, but today I went with, went with the Vancouver Canucks Jersey. Um, it's their first game back with full capacity. And I like them today with that. Um, I'm not incredibly bullish on betting like the puck line, but I do, I do like them today, even against Anaheim. So um, didn't want to wear my Sabres because they, they're going to lose by a lot. So mm -hmm. It's funny. You mentioned Vancouver. I was on Vancouver against San Jose, and I know based on your Twitter account, because you yep. obviously comment on the games as they're going on most nights, you were on them as well. And what a sweat and a half that was, <laughs> that uh, was against painful. the uh, San Jose Sharks. Just unbelievable. You think they've got it one, two times, three times over. <laughs> and then there's uh, the shot that beats uh, Demko, which wasn't one of his better nights, to be quite honest with you. But it's nice no. to see the Canucks bail Demko out for all the times he's bailed them out. Uh, in recent games. So uh, they re rescued it. JT Miller won it in overtime uh, against San Jose uh, in that one. Uh, Vito, how are things going for you? I've noticed on your Twitter, you're heating up in the NHL right now. Uh, you're starting to really go on a nice little run. I know you've been betting some Olympic hockey uh, as well. We all have women's yeah. and men's Olympic hockey. It's sad to actually see that coming to an end because it's been quite profitable uh, for many of us. But how are things going? Not only NHL, but the Olympics as well. I mean, Olympics been 
Also, okay, I, I'm, I had many reads on the Team Slovakia. I also had a read on them today. I thought they are in a better spot to play for the third place against Sweden. They won fourth nothing. And about it tomorrow, I think Finland is a better team. They have better finishers, obviously, in the lineup. But you know, Russia, Russia always plays tight hockey. So they will not give you that space and those scoring chances. So it's going to be close. I don't think... Well, the line shows you that it's 50-50. So... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. About NHL, yeah, NHL I have been seeing very well. Last days, I mean, I, I think I'm like 6-0 run. Uh, yesterday I played only one game. I played uh, Hurricanes Regulation. I got that early. I got a little bit better price. That was my only play for yesterday. And yeah, well, let's see if we can continue the streak today, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about what you're going to do uh, the very next day. Uh, no question about that. So we'll see if we can find some more uh, winning action here for you on this uh, very big Saturday uh, NHL card. We will start with the uh, first game uh, on tap. This one is going to drop the puck. Uh, by the way, no, actually, first of all, we want to talk briefly about uh, last night quickly. I want to bring up the LA Kings because I've been very, very slow to the belief for me personally about this team maybe challenging for playoffs and being someone that we've got to reckon with. Uh, but the more I watch this team, the way they can defend in their own zone, Jonathan Quick is playing at a better level this year for the most part than we've seen in the last couple of years when we worried, is he getting older? Is he too many games he's played now? The injuries mounting, you know, but he has had a better season. I find they've got more speed and youth movement than they've ever had in recent years. You look at all the players that are in that lineup now that are contributing. I follow and Adrian Kempe and Quinton Byfield now is a regular on this team up front. And you look at this young emerging defenseman they've got who was just magnificent setting up the overtime winner and Sean Dersey who continues to get better for the LA Kings. There's a lot to like with this hockey team and to take that early punch from the Vegas Golden Knights and go down 2 nothing in that game and come back and win in overtime. It says a lot about the LA Kings on the road, too, where it's tough to beat Vegas. Uh, that was impressive to me. Uh, extremely good win for the LA Kings. Sleep on them all you want. They're only three points behind Vegas now. They're tied with Edmonton for third in the division, three behind Vegas for second, and, of course, Calgary leading that division. But they're right there, and the Kings continue to, more I watch them, the more I'm impressed. Uh, that was a huge win for them last night uh, in LA, uh, DJ. What do you think of the Kings right now? Yeah, that was my my last leg of my Ron Robin was Vegas, which I I regretted almost the moment I took it. And the line didn't move a lot, so I was like, oh, boy. And, you know, just looking at the numbers, watching the game, LA outplayed them. I mean, there was no other way to put it other than that. Uh, they It seems like they don't have three lines that can run with other teams, but they do. And that's, I think, what you alluded to. It's you, know, you look at them on paper and you're like, I don't know about, you know, is Dustin Brown still got it? And watching him with Byfield, I'm like, man, they, they looked fun. So I totally agree. I mean, if you look at the expected goals, LA was about at four and Vegas was at two and 2.2. And it did look that way. It, it really did. So uh didn't matter that Eichel was in the lineup. I kind of was of the mindset that, you know what, this Vegas team is going to start to get it going with Eichel. And I, they just, their bottom six was getting their, their doors blown in. Um, against this, like you said, a, a much better LA team than we expected. Um, that's the best way to put it. And I, I really didn't see anything that made me believe in this Vegas team right now being a juggernaut, but I, I think they'll figure it out. And I do hope that them losing here, maybe they drop one more. The lines are really going to start to shift down lower and lower. Um, and we could just start hammering them again. And that's my hope, at least in the long run, because once Vegas gets cooking and Eichel gets going, it's, it's going to be fun to watch, but it just wasn't there last night. 
No, it was not. And this is now a few games now where the advanced numbers and Corsi numbers and high danger chances and expected goals for Vegas have looked ugly. You know, and we have seen they've not been necessarily the great metric darling and advanced numbers darling lately. But, and yeah, the last few games have been ugly. I mean, sh- uh, shut out by Calgary, shut out by Colorado. You know, last night they have the strong start, but they can't bring it home against LA. They're struggling right now. And for me, they're, they're, they're a team I'm going to leave alone. But I'm going to see if the, yeah. those number, not only the wins start to reappear, which they will, I think, in time, but I want to see those advanced numbers correct themselves as well. I want to see them play better. And because you're right, that's indicative. Four to 2.2 last night that they were the second best team on the ice. And yeah. it was by yeah. margin. It wasn't necessarily all that close. So I want to see evidence of Vegas getting better in that regard, in those advanced numbers, seeing better performances and putting results and wins on the board on the ice, then maybe we'll start to look at them as a buy sign again and bet on them. And I see in the chat people asking about Eichel. I mean, obviously, Sabres fan, uh, it, it does kind of feel like watching watching your ex-girlfriend. You know, I, I, I really like there's no <laughs> other way to put it. It, is, it. it sucks. It doesn't feel right. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he doesn't – I would say, like – I don't think he's, you know, not 100% ready or whatever. I mean, obviously that assist on the patch ready goal was a great, great play by him. But, yeah, maybe he's not quite 100% yet. He didn't – he doesn't even show up in the expected goals kind of like where he would have – he was below 0.1 expected goals on the game. He wasn't getting the puck towards the net. It'll come. It'll come. And we're going to – I know we're going to end up getting plus money on a 2.5 shot prop with him. I don't think it was there last night. And we're going to just kick ourselves in the future when he starts – really heating up again. So I'm, I'm optimistic that he'll, he'll figure it out for sure because you can see the skill with him, but he's just a step off. And he had a couple chances where it looked like he was going to beat someone and he just, he just didn't do it. So I think it'll come though. Yeah. When you haven't played in 11 months, which is what I believe the time frame was yeah. since he last played prior to Wednesday when he re- made his Vegas debut, it's going to take time. Uh, just briefly on the other games, Carolina did kind of what I expected. They made it too interesting late. I mean, they made it, Nashville brought it back to within 4-3, but uh, Carolina put it away with the empty netter 5-3. Uh, Carolina wins game goes over. So it was a nice two and zero sweep for me uh, with that game. I did not get it right with Florida, Minnesota, at least in the side. I did have over six and a half in that Florida, Minnesota game. And there's something you want to file away for future reference coaches that will pull the goalie down three goals and not only pull the goalie, but do it with seven minutes left, which is what Dean Evason <laughs> did last night for the Minnesota. Well, you want to write this shit down. Because you've got to know that if you're going to bet full game totals and you're going to bet third period in game totals, yeah. you got to know coach tendencies. Really. I mean, yeah. if you're going to bet against them, it's like now you kind of know that puck line's super in play. I mean, if they score, you're screwed. But you think that empty net's going to be open for six minutes? That really helps you get there. Um, so there's going to be a lot of times when that happens. I agree. Yeah, and some coaches will pull the goalie down to three, and some won't. So it's mm-hmm. case by case, it's team by team, it's coach by coach. But he's definitely one of those that will. And that was a loud and powerful statement by the Florida Panthers last night saying uh, what we're here is a legit threat and a legit contender. You go into Minnesota where it's tough to beat the wild and you not only win, but you control the game pretty much start to finish. Very impressive. That, and that I mean, yeah. obviously we should be betting this guy's thoughts and goals and everything right now. Crazy. Yeah. That line is crazy. Lundell, Marshman, Reinhardt, those yeah. guys. Wow. If you're correct, Saber. Third, third yeah. or second line like that, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Reinhardt just got engaged too. I was just, I just saw he posted the picture and I'm like, and and then did you see the comment? He said, they were like, did it feel like a playoff atmosphere when they beat the hurricanes? And he's like, you can't ask me that. I don't know. And I was like, 
Oh, come on, Ryan. I know we never made it in Buffalo, but you don't have to hurt me right now. Um, yeah, no, that line is just so much fun. I love Anton Lindell. I, I feel like he is silently one of the best rookies in this entire field, and he's not getting any hype at all. So um, I like him going forward. And then, obviously, the, the most boring game of the night is this is the last one. And Jay Gottinger <laughs> saved my, my DFS lineup. Thank you very much. If you're listening, Jay Gottinger, for helping me min-cash. Huge, huge stuff for me, man. Yeah, he was good. And uh, like I say, it was a, a rock fight, if you will, from a hockey standpoint. I mean, it goes to a shootout, uh, scoreless through the regulation, through overtime. Uh, and it ends up going to a shootout for the uh, Dallas Stars in that game against uh, Chicago. Uh, Vito, you were on Carolina in regulation. Uh, what were your thoughts on the uh, other games outside of uh, what? Uh, and talk a little bit, too, about L.A. and how impressive, Vito, they were last uh, night. Well, I have noticed L.A. already a long time ago. I don't know. Uh, you know, they have two very good goalies. That's I think, is very important at this point in the league when you have these COVID issues and many players are missing, goalies are missing. LA have two very stable goalies. That's why I think they also play good today. I mean, they clog you up in the neutral zone. They give, don't give you much space. They always outshoot you. It's hard to play against teams like that. I mean, it gets des- you get desperate, you know. So LA is a very great team. Uh, and I have talked them a lot. I mean, once they have this big four in the lineup, uh, Drew Doughty, Andre Kopitar, Dustin Brown, and Jonathan Quick in the net, when all they well, when all these four guys are there, they play much better hockey, and that we can see it now. They're a very good team, yeah. About the other games, I mean, Blackhawks and uh, Dallas, that was a goalie. Goalies there was shut out for both goalies, right, in the penalties. Uh the Vegas, yeah, the Vegas game I handled, and I mean, Hurricanes, well, that was a pretty nice score, 4-1. I don't know why you should get it to the 4-3, you know, and have a little bit this panic, or how you call it, stress, you know, but okay. They, they get it done 5-3. So overall, yeah, great night. Win, win on the Hurricanes games, and I'm ready to go to inside today. <laughs> We're ready. Let's get to it. Saturday card. Let's start with Colorado and Buffalo. We've got Colorado minus 380. Uh, road favorites at DraftKings, total six, uh, shaded slightly to the over uh, in this game. It's one of those situations where, obviously, Colorado, a much better team. We know that. But minus 380, I'm really not interested you do have to keep in mind the kind of spot and the situation we're dealing with here uh, with the uh, Colorado Avalanche. They're playing a 1 p.m. Eastern game, a Saturday afternoon, early start. And Buff- Buffalo plays these games all the time. Buffalo has played these Saturday afternoon home games at 1 p.m. Eastern for years. This is definitely not new territory for Buffalo. But for Colorado, again, at Mountain uh, Time Zone team, you know, traveling east here, that's a little bit difficult here potentially uh, for them. Uh, they're off that 2 nothing shutout win against Vegas. Uh, obviously, we and uh, DJ brought it up. I mean, Darcy Kemper's just, uh, just got it rolling right now in net for the uh, Avalanche. He's been phenomenal. Uh, he's been almost impenetrable the last few starts. You look at the uh, shutout against Vegas, the shutout against Dallas. Uh, he has given up now two goals or less in five consecutive starts. So this is a goalie that's got rolling. Uh, I have nothing on the side or the total. We know Colorado, when they get a lead, and you would presume they're going to have the lead for a large part of that game, they shut it down. They're not going after more goals. That's not the way they're playing Colorado uh, with a lead. So uh, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd lean under, believe it or not. But the problem is Buffalo's defense and goaltending is always shaky at the best of times. And does Colorado light it up? That's always that uh, fear that I have for the Buffalo Sabres. I think this is a good prop game, even though I think Colorado probably wins. Uh, there's a couple props that are interesting for me for uh, Buffalo here. 
Uh, you look, I'm looking at Tuck. Tuck from a, if someone wanted me to mention more goal score props on the show today, I definitely will. When you look at Alex Tuck, the last 10 games he scored in half of them, and his goal score props like plus 225, plus 250. So the math adds up maybe to support Alex Tuck to score. If someone's going to score for Buffalo against Kemper, now maybe keep it light because Colorado's not giving up many goals right now and Kemper's been just lights out. But if you're going to look at someone, the same thing with shots on goal, Alex Tuck, you know, you got to lay some juice at over two and a half, but it's gone over two and a half shots, eight of the last 10 games. Uh, That's definitely a good subset to bet here in this game. So maybe some Alex Tuck props for Buffalo potentially in this game. Really, other than that, though, I'm staying off at side uh, and uh, total. Uh, DJ, we'll start with you on this one. You're the Sabres fan. What do you think here, Colorado Buffalo? Yeah, I I mean, obviously, it, like you said right at the start, I just, minus 380 is no interest in me, especially because it's it's just a meaningless game for Colorado. I, I think that it's one that I'm just going to stay off entirely, but I would shade the under slightly. Tokarski and Net hurts a bit. Um, but I just honestly, I, I think this is probably the best lineup we've seen in, in Buffalo, at least from my perspective, in a while. Uh, Middlestad returns. I think they have the right defenseman in. They're, they're bringing Samuelson, Fitzgerald, and Bryson's back. So I, I think that this it, they have good puck movers there that can hopefully, you know, guys that are trying to make the NHL in, in the future. So I think that this is the best lineup the Sabres have put together, which is still to say it's primarily guys that are more than likely to be in the AHL for a lot of guys in the bottom six a lot of other teams. So yeah, Colorado should win this one. I kind of like it at like a three to one. I, I think a sneaky thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to probably put a lineup in quickly here for the two game uh, afternoon slate. I, I don't mind playing Tukarski and just saying he gets 35 saves and loses. And hopefully that is enough at seven K to get it done um, in a lineup that I save a ton of cap um, on my goaltenders and then just kind of enjoy watching what Colorado could do. Uh, I think the, this, the, maybe the weirdest, uh, thing that popped up at all for me as you talk about goal props is that in the past 10 Burakovsky's actually been really, really good at Icorsi for 60. Um, the shots haven't all hit the net for him. They haven't all been on net. So it looks like he's getting maybe unlucky. He, he's skilled enough to definitely get that done. And it, this is a game where, you know, if Buffalo goes best on best and that tuck lines against the McKinnon line, well, who's going to be out against Kadri and Burakovsky. It's going to be probably players that are not quite NHL ready. Like, you know, cousins who's okay and, and etc i you know watching buffalo as much as i have they like to put the cousins line against the top line for the other team just to test him like granado's made a point of that so you could also talk yourself into well cousins is going to get crushed but I, I don't know i think i'd rather look into that that kadri borakovsky two man as a stack and maybe even borakovsky score um he hasn't scored in a long, long time. We're talking the what the 14th of January. This could be a really nice bounce back spot for him, who had he has been shooting. So that's probably my favorite sort of longer odds play in this game in, in general. All right. So maybe look at a second line to produce today for Colorado. Nachushkin with Kadri and Burakovsky. If they're matched up against what we presume to be Cousins, Olafson, and, and Olafson's yeah. not a great defensive forward. I'll say no. that right now. Not at all. <laughs> no. And Krebs is on that other side as well with uh, Cousins. And Cousins can chip in offensively. I like he's got a little bite to his game. Throw yeah. the body around. He's dropped the gloves a few times. I like that. It's good for he's trying to be, you know, one of the yeah. guys that, you know, kind of that leadership standpoint. He's trying to give that to this Buffalo team, but you're right. That could be a uh, matchup Colorado exploits here uh, in this one. Uh, Vito, are you involved in this one here, Colorado and Buffalo? I'm not involved in this game, but I have a lot of also to say. Well, definitely I would agree with that under, because you see also this is this brunch game, and we know these brunch games tend to start slow always. 
Uh, I see in this game Colorado, Colorado getting that one, two, nothing lead and just trying to hold on to it and maybe finish similar like the first game, which ended 4 1. And uh, if you just look at the props there uh, in that first game, who scored was uh, there was all these guys. Kadri was on the board, Landeskog and Arantanen. So I think definitely Kadri is the hot spot today because he has scored also in the previous game and he's been shooting a lot of fucks. I mean, yeah, we all know that. And watching from Buffalo's side, uh, Tuck, yeah, definitely. You can look at his prop uh, as well. I think this guy, Okposo, he has a little bit found uh, back of the net, maybe. He also finds back of the net today. But overall, yeah, I already told my opinion about the game. I think it will finish like 3-1, 4-1, so under 6, perhaps, uh, definitely. And Buffalo plays, I think, also tomorrow against Columbus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, so that's also, well, maybe they're looking at that game. That's on the road. I guess everybody in any job takes one game at a time, so no reason to look at the game tomorrow. So, yeah, Buffalo will come out, but I think, yeah, Colorado handles, handles the business here. Uh, and under the six is the play. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Vito. Uh, definitely that they got Columbus tomorrow. Maybe Buffalo sees that as the uh, more winnable game for them, and yeah. uh, compared to today. And uh, look, nobody, we're not splitting the atom. Figuring out Buffalo's got a better chance against Columbus than Colorado. You know, of these exactly. two games, there's no question. But I do think there's some element. Some people in the chat making a case for Buffalo. You know, plus a goal and a half, plus two and a half. I don't hate that. Like, this is a really awkward start time for Colorado off a big win against Vegas, a rival. You know, you can get Buffalo plus two and a half. You got to lay a little bit, minus 175. Uh, plus one and a half, you get that at a plus price, plus 130. So, you know, I don't hate it. You know, it's hard to trust Buffalo, but I don't hate it. Situationally, I, I understand why someone would like that bet. We got Andrew with us too now. Andrew McGinnis, welcome in. Now, what do you think, Colorado-Buffalo, first game of the day? Oh, you're muted, Andrew. I, I really understand the uh, the factor of you know it being an early game, and we've seen the early games go under. But I just have that feeling that we've seen six straight games go under for the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, looking at some of the teams, those unders have been against, I think, have to be the most important factor of our handicap. Because looking at Vegas, Dallas twice, Tampa Bay, I mean, those are some tough teams um, that you'd expect maybe some tighter checking games to be against. Um, but not Buffalo, you know, and I, I think that I locked in minus 140 uh, for the first period over one and a half. Uh, I really like that price quite a bit here. Um, you know, like I said, six straight unders here for Colorado. Uh, we've also seen them dominate Buffalo, six straight wins against them. Um, you know, but a great point mentioned by all of you guys about this Buffalo roster and kind of how it's shaped up and the effort we've seen from some of these guys we all know they can't compete against the Colorado Avalanche. We, we know they're nowhere close in skill. Um, but if this is maybe a spot for, you know, for a, a breakout over uh, in a Colorado Avalanche game, maybe they take teams lightly. I mean, what did Danny say when we talked to him a couple of days ago, Ian? He agreed with me when I said that sometimes, you know, players get up for certain games more than others. And I can guarantee you the Colorado Avalanche were up for their last games a lot more than they're going to be up for this one. And uh, maybe Buffalo catches them early. So even though it's a little pricey, I think we could get an over first period. Right. Like in the over one and a half year for Andrew in the uh, first period between the uh, 
uh, Colorado Avalanche and the uh, Buffalo uh, Sabres. Uh, I've seen pictures floating around Twitter the last couple of days of some of these Buffalo uh, home game crowds. They're, it's disastrous to see how few people are in attendance. It's like a church. In fact, I think some churches in town would have more people in it uh, than a Buffalo Sabre game at the moment. So uh, that definitely uh, is not surprising. You know, it's a combination of COVID and it's uh, – Obviously, a rebuilding pretty bad team. I mean, that's what you get. Uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg. You've got Edmonton minus 125 road favorites, total six here uh, in this game. Uh, I'm on the Oilers again. If this is a ride em team for me right now. You can lay minus 125. It's a reasonable enough price. Four straight wins for Edmonton. And there's no fluke. If you look at underlying numbers, expected goals, uh, just what they've done as a team defensively during this time. There's no fluke that they've won four in a row. They're full marks for it. They've deserved it. They've played. The, the underlying numbers bear out that they are, deserve to be winning these last four games, and they have won them. Uh, they're playing a much better team defensive game. It's like amazing. Dave Tippett can't get depth scoring from for the Oilers when he coaches them, but Jay Woodcroft suddenly can. Warren Fogle is starting to score. You're starting to get some depth forwards chipping in. Like I say, the team is buying in defensively, and I've said this repeatedly about Edmonton when they've been when, when we've talked about them on this show since the coaching change. They're stepping up at the blue line now. They're not letting teams get easy entry into the zone. Now you got to work for it. You know, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to step up in the neutral zone. They're going to have good active sticks to thwart an odd man rush uh, or a rush chance, which they weren't doing enough of, I thought, before. It's just a much better cohesive team game. And look, Jay Woodcroft's got a good pulse on this team. He's made some lineup combination shifts that have worked uh, as well. I think he's going to play the hell out of Ryan McLeod, which I like because he's really been a guy that's been able to step up and show you some playmaking, a terrific assist on one of the goals the other night. Uh, Derek Ryan on a second line actually got a big goal for them against San Jose. Like he's just got a good pulse on the way things are uh, going right now for the Edmonton Oilers. And it doesn't hurt that finally from uh, Mike Smith and uh, Stuart Skinner when he was in the game, uh, you're starting to get some uh, saves as well. Mike Smith's been pretty solid during this time as well. Winnipeg, you know, they've won two in a row. Big, nice, impressive win against Minnesota earlier this week. And then in spite of a slow start, maybe a bit of a sluggish spot back-to-back, you're playing Seattle. Not the best start, but they overcame it, and they found a way to win that game. So uh, I don't fault Winnipeg for the way they're playing. Uh, Mark Shifley's been terrific lately. There's no question about that. Certainly it stands out from a prop standpoint that uh, you might be interested in uh, Mark Shifley here. Uh, he is a guy that scored in five of the last ten uh, plus 175 goal score prop in this game might be something to consider here in this game. When you look at Edmonton here, uh, of course, uh, going into this matchup, you've got uh, Zach Hyman starting to roll again. Plus 210 goal score prop interests me a little bit for Hyman going into this game at a good price. He's starting to find his offense again uh, in terms of shots on goal uh, going into this game. Uh, there's a couple guys that have been shooting the puck a lot lately. Uh, Kyle Connor's gone over his shot prop seven of the last 10. You got to lay some, uh, lay a bit of a price on that, but it might be something to look at here. And I go back to Hyman again, two and a half at even money, but six out of the last 10, he's gone over two and a half shots. He's producing, he's getting chances. So Hyman shots on goal, Hyman to score a goal certainly interests me from an Edmonton standpoint. And I like the Oilers here, minus 125 uh, in this one. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you on this one, Oilers and Jets. Yeah, well, I think, Ian, you said the same thing as, as me. And I, I think I saw you on Twitter the other day uh, kind of just ranting about the fact that this is a Winnipeg Jets team that might be the most inconsistent team we've seen in so long. 
as far as the way they're priced by the odds makers, as far as kind of just what really we see from their goal production every single game. Um, so that that's to me is what's difficult about handicapping a game with Winnipeg is that you really don't know what you're going to get. You They could see them score six goals in one game and then come out and score two or three goals the next game. And that's worrisome for me. Um, but for the Edmonton Oilers, look, I, I mentioned this on the show two days ago, and I'll say it again. I just like the fact that recently they haven't had to score five goals to win a game. Uh, more importantly, though, looking at even against, you know, lower tier teams, they're, they're not allowing as much. You know, Islanders one, San Jose zero, L.A. two, and then against Anaheim three. That's still not too bad. They haven't really had any games where they've been exposed too many times recently. Uh, and now getting a Winnipeg team that should have some confidence right now after those two games they just played in. But again, I, I don't think that that's going to be anything to write home about that they're going to get on a huge streak, you know. I think a lot of us on the show, whether it's goal scoring props, whether it's betting aside, whether it's a total, we always try and keep our heads and, and our minds on some of these trends. But to me, watching Winnipeg score five goals and then six goals against Seattle does not mean anything to me coming into this game against Edmonton. Edmonton's a superior team. And to be honest with you, I just think we're getting a, a way too fair of a price on Edmonton. Uh, I'm not saying Winnipeg's a bad hockey team. I just think their inconsistency and the fact they scored 11 goals their last two games does not mean anything to me coming into this one. So uh, I'm right there with you on the Oilers. I like the way they're playing defensive hockey right now. And I would actually have a lean to the full game under. Yeah, I know it's been... I still think Edmonton's going to be under. You're going to bet. You're going to win betting some unders with Edmonton in the near future. But the last two games, you've kind of had. You got Anaheim on a back to back on the road in Edmonton's last game, and they fell apart defensively all game long. John Gibson has given the death stare. You know that that cold, icy death stare to his players in front of him for that debacle against Edmonton. They hung him out to dry. They were horrible defensively uh, in that game. And Edmonton took advantage of a tired team, and the game flew over the total. The L.A. game had no business going over the total. It took two empty net goals in the last minute for Edmonton to get that from 3-2 to 5-2, and it went over the total. I think Oilers are trying to play an under pace and under style. They're playing better team defense. I think there's going to be some unders in the future for Edmonton. I don't know if I want to pick today to be the day for that, but uh, certainly maybe after today we'll look toward the under because Winnipeg's kind of been – loose defensively the last couple of games yeah. as well, especially the Seattle game. So, but I like the side, I'm just going to stick to the side here and Zach Hyman over shots and over. Important uh, to mention too, Ian, you get sixes and six and a half. So depending on what you like, make sure you get the best number. Yes. Cole Perfetti's out. Andrew Kopp is out. Yes. Two uh, key forwards for the uh, Jets. Uh, Perfetti hasn't exactly been firing on all cylinders since he's been called up to the big club, but we know the talents there and we know he's uh, going to be a, a, an effective top six forward for them long-term. And Andrew Kopp's a good two-way player for them, uh, and he's obviously out as well. And he's had a good offensive season, 28 points for Kopp this year. So missing those two guys is definitely going to hurt Winnipeg up front a little bit today in this game. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you think here, Oilers and Jets? Uh, yeah, I'm going a little bit different way, I think, in this game. <clears throat> I just think that both teams have fine scoring. I mean, yeah, Winnipeg has... Uh, sloppy defense, but they have found, found the scoring. I mean, the Shively has been hot from that uh, circle top point. I mean, he's been clapping those one-timers every game. And uh, Wheeler has found some uh, also his game. Connor has been hot. I'm watching Connor. He reminds me of Patrick Kane. I mean, he skates so fast and dribbles the puck. Uh, I mean, 
and Dubois also. So yeah, Jets has some nice offense, guys. They can really play nice offense. And if you look from Edmonton's side, they still allow two early goals against Anaheim in first period. I mean, that's two nothing and straight away first period. That's not good for any team. They still allow every single game first goal. If they do today against the Jets, the first, uh, they allow the first goal. I don't know if they win. Uh, but anyways, my look is here over because I think those these both teams has played a lot of games during this two, uh, after the All-Star break. They have a lot of games as well ahead. Yeah, my look at this game is to be honest over, guys. So I have uh, took two over six goals yesterday. All right, like All an right. over six here with Edmonton and uh, Winnipeg. Uh, DJ, what and, do you think uh, here about let this Let me one? add maybe one more thing about the props. Yeah. Uh, Connor, if you watch Connor, first two games, and uh, it's actually third meeting be between these two clubs. So the first meeting ended 5-2 to Winnipeg, back in Winnipeg. Uh, then it was 2-1 Edmonton and Edmonton, now they play against Winnipeg. Connor has uh, uh, 10 shots in first game, 9 shots in second game. So that's 19 shots for Connor wow. in two games. <laughs> uh, that's maybe something yeah, you can look at this in uh, this game. Yes, that would be for me. <laughs> that's that's a great point you made there on uh, Connor. And let me, I'm yeah. just going to actually uh, let's bring this uh, up here. Here we go, Kyle Connor. All right, there we go. Let me see. Shots on goal. Bam. Uh, let me see in terms of uh, versus Edmonton. Yeah, there it is. Wow. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> As you said, 10 and 9, and his shot prop in both games was 3.5. So you sold me on it, Vito. Well done. Uh, Kyle Connor over 3.5 shots. I'm going to, like, 10. Ver you got to look at head to head. Some guy, you know, it's just a matchup where maybe you're going to get better opportunity. Now, granted, that was the Civ Edmonton defense. They have played a little bit better defensively. They've kept the shot count lower under Jay Woodcroft against shots against lower. So maybe that, you know, maybe it'll stay under today, but it's hard to argue with those numbers. Ten shots in one game, nine in the other against Edmonton. Three and a half is shots prop. So I'd still think it's worth putting at least a few bucks on it just based on the head-to-head -head history of Connor versus the Oilers. Uh, what do you think, DJ, Edmonton, Winnipeg? <clears throat> Um, I mean, I, I think what you said about Hyman's probably my favorite thing in this game in general because Paul Yarvey is out for four weeks at least now. So they're going to be even more uh, not in a good spot there. They were going 11 and 7 already uh, with forwards getting less than 10 minutes. So, you know, I think what I'm planning on looking at is just, you know, Dreisaitl, Hyman, McDavid, Kane, and Nugent Hopkins are all going to see over 20 minutes of ice time. Who do I like the most? You already mentioned that Winnipeg is a little bit depleted. Um, yeah, I already took the Edmonton puck line, uh, just grabbed it early. I think it's a little bit stronger here, but I do worry about Hellebuck standing on his head. So yeah, I, I really think in this game though, it's look at the concentration of minutes with Edmonton. Um, the hardest thing with Edmonton, and I don't know if any of you, uh, have been, you know, playing a lot of DFS every game they've switched their top power play defenseman. It's almost impressive. They went Bouchard, then they went Nurse in some capacity, and now they're back on Barry. You can't really uh, pencil any of them in for you know twenty or more minutes, so that does hurt the upside of a stack. Um, but I'm taking Edmonton. I'm taking the puck line. I think they, you know, just on paper set up to have way more shot attempts. Um, so if you aren't playing Edmonton in DFS, if you're thinking this game has good under potential, the save prop for whoever starts in Winnipeg, I assume Hellebuck, probably also pretty good. Uh, if that's the way you're scripting this, um, Edmonton's ability to finish is always a bit suspect. It's like, is Dreisaitl rolling or not? If he's not, then you're, you're trying to find it through other guys. And you know, Evander Kane needs to be that guy. So um, that's probably my, my best takeaway here is 
take advantage of the players that aren't going to be in and look at players like, you know, if you want to get crazy on a goal prop, if you're thinking, well, who's going to be the guy that might be the longest odds, uh, it does look like it might be, I want to get his first name right, Christian Reichel might move up to the Connor line. So if you think, you know, I mean, you can you can game script however you want. If you think, well, they got to take away Connor because he had 19 shots against them in the past two, he could be a guy that sees 14 minutes of ice time with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Connor. Uh, that's a guy that might be, you know, if you find about plus 450, 500 to score, maybe throw, a, you know, a quarter of a unit on it. Um, the other guy is probably Yamamoto, who just doesn't shoot enough for me to feel good about it, but he is going to be with McDavid and Hyman. And with everyone out and then running 11 and seven, he still saw 16 minutes of ice time, but zero power play minutes kind of crushes him. Uh, so that's, those are probably the, the, the weirder things to get in on. I'm stacking Edmonton and DFS first and foremost. I'm just going to bet on them winning um, and hopefully scoring a lot of goals because Winnipeg missing a cop, I think is a bit, a bit bigger than maybe meets the eye of some people. Cause he is just a supremely talented two way forward. And I'm just kind of going to focus on that in the puck line and move on. But I do think if you want to get weird, there are options that are going to see a lot of ice time with a lot of premium talented players. Um, and we don't always get that. So, so getting on those goal props is, can be a lot of fun because you can put like $20 down and win like 150 on, you know, one individual thing. And I like that a lot more than betting, you know, shop props for Connor minus 180. It's like, all right, yeah, I won, you know, it's a little bit of, you have to stake too much. Yeah. Yeah. He hits the post twice and, and gets too blocked and you're just sitting there with your hands, you know, your head in your hands, like, come on, you know, and I just, that's a little bit more fun for me at least. Yeah, no doubt. That's definitely uh, a big price delay if you're going to take the uh, Kyle Connor uh, props in this one. Look who's all of a sudden emerged the last few games for Winnipeg, too. It's Blake Wheeler. He's doing an LL Cool J right now. Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years, and he really has been here for years uh, with uh, Winnipeg. Legitimately, uh, he's been here for years, and after really bad offensive struggles, he's actually had 11 points in the last four. Now, one uh, five of those points came in the one game against Nashville, but he's at least starting to fi- uh, find some offensive uh, punch again, uh, which had been missing for a long period of time. We'll see if that uh, c- continues for him today against the uh, uh, Edmonton Oilers. All right, St. Louis Blues, Toronto Maple Leafs. we got Toronto minus 200, home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, we have some news on the St. Louis side of things. Um, it, uh, apparently someone says, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko out today. Yes, he is, uh, will not participate due to an undisclosed injury here, uh, for the uh, blues tonight. So the one thing about the blues though, that's different this year compared to previous seasons is they lose a key top six forward. It's not the end of the world because they have way more depth than they've had, uh, in years past. Uh, so Tarasenko's out. That means what do you do be- alongside Buchnevich and Robert Thomas, which has been a very effective line, uh, for the St. Louis blues. You would think the obvious answer is Cairo goes up there. You know, Cairo obviously capable of being a top six forward. He can slide up to that line instead of playing on the third line with uh, Shen and Barbashev. Close shave Barbashev with Shen and uh, Cairo on the uh, third line. So uh, definitely I think you're going to see Cairo move up. The top line with Saad, O'Reilly, Auto Parts, and uh, who else there? David Perron. So I think that'll stay intact. Still a lot of depth, though. Like I say, you've even seen the uh, youngster, Clem Costin, actually step up as well for the Blues at times. So these are situations here where, uh, for the um, St. Louis Blues, where, again, because of the way the team is constructed this year, they can better withstand absences to their top six forward group. So I look at this matchup here, Toronto off a big win against Pittsburgh, St. Louis off a rather stunning loss against Montreal, right? Uh, Marty St. Louis, congrats to him getting his first uh, win 
uh, as an NHL head coach. Uh, and they beat a solid St. Louis team. So uh, give Montreal credit. You knew they weren't going to go over for the rest of the season. They finally step up uh, and get themselves a big win uh, in that game against the uh, St. Louis Blues. So St. Louis, you would think, is going to come after it here with a pretty good effort here uh, in this game today uh, against tonight against the uh, Leafs after that loss. So, you know, this is kind of a spot where I, I'm, I'm interested in St. Louis in some form here. Maybe a small money line bet plus 180. Uh, potentially it's just a big number to be giving this team off a loss uh, like they had against Montreal where you're pretty sure they're going to fire back pretty strong and as far as the Leafs are concerned you know like I say they're they're Jack Campbell was outstanding against Pittsburgh it was a great win for them uh it's hard to argue with what they're doing uh you know Marner's been excellent Austin Matthews has been terrific uh their best players have played like it but it's just a big price and I'm fairly confident we'll get a much better uh, St. Louis Blues team compared to uh Thursday night against Montreal. Again, kind of bothersome that Tarasenko's out, but they've got some depth now to withstand that. So leaning here, Blues at a small uh, bet here at the underdog number, plus 180 in this one. Uh, Vito, what do you think here with uh, Blues and Leafs? Yeah, I mean, even before Tarasenko was out, I thought this line is not where it should be, to be honest, because I think it was undervalued on the Blues side. I think it was like, yeah, plus 160 on the money line for Blues or something like that in my book. So yeah, I'm just looking, there was the first meeting in St. Louis where Toronto won 6-5. to five. Uh, And that was 20 days, one month ago. And I mean, in that time, for the Blues, there was no Tarasenko, but there was not much more players which was missing. Like oh, they Shen, were ravaged at that time. Yeah. Caron, and there was no, and there was a Bennington in the net. Not who sold, who looked uh, play today, right? Yeah. So I think it's a pretty decent chance here for St. Louis today, actually, to bounce back. I mean, Toronto also has been playing very well. They have big confidence now. You know, you don't want to step ahead of this hot Toronto team, you know. And uh, I think more or less this game will be decided in the special teams. These both teams have very good special teams in all the statistics, if you watch. And yeah, who will take more penalties? Well, I mean, who will take less penalties? Who will play more discipline in the game? I think that team will win tonight. And it's a lot of uh, superstars in both teams. So it's pretty hard to predict over or under. Perhaps it should go all over if it's a mo- mo- many power plays and superstars score the goal- goals, but also could stay under. Who's been playing well? Campbell been playing well. So I don't, I don't have any place on this game. Leading was leading St. Louis since now there is no Tarasenko. Actually, still leading St. Louis Blues. They have big depth. It's not like Tarasenko is the only one. It's Thomas Buchnevich. Everyone is stepping up, Shen and so on. So yeah, my lean would be Blues, I think. Yeah, I agree. And they've won four straight in Toronto. St. Louis because is of the price, yeah. Yeah, 4-0 in Toronto, the last four trips they've made uh, to Toronto to play the Leafs. It's weird, this series history. The games in St. Louis have been flying over the total. The games in Toronto have been staying under the total, head-to-head with these two teams. So we'll see if that continues here. Blues did go under the total with Montreal. Montreal doesn't have many over uh, unders these days, so you do have to bear that in mind that that was an under the other night. So we'll see how this one plays out, but I just think there's some value in this price. Cause I, even without Tarasenko, I'm, I'm confident we're going to get a good effort from the blues tonight after the Montreal loss. And they lost to Toronto six, five, as you mentioned, Vito, and they were shorthanded big time when they played the Leafs a month ago. That's not the case. Now, other than Tarasenko being out, it's a much healthier St. Louis team tonight. Andrew, uh, we'll go to you next on this one, blues and Leafs. Yeah, it seems like uh, a lot of people are on this play, but I think just the best way to go is the over in this one. I, I You know, you look at the last time these two teams met. I know you just talked about, Ian, the road and home split uh, with the series between these two teams, but 
realistically, I, I think that um, if we're going to analyze these players and we're going to discuss that players get up for certain games more than others, and Danny discussed it the other day with Pittsburgh saying he thought that, you know, play obviously didn't work out in that scenario, but uh, players get up for games, you know, against one of the best teams in the league now, and especially uh, in Toronto. Um, look at the last two, two teams that we've seen uh, St. Louis play. An Ottawa team that they coasted by, and then they're getting upset by Montreal in a game that they just look disinterested. You, you have to agree that they're going to look a lot more interested in this game despite missing a key player. Um, and, and, you know, looking at numbers for both these teams right now, Toronto's just putting them up. I mean, uh, six against Seattle, four against uh, Pittsburgh, and, you know, even against uh, teams that, you know, like New Jersey and stuff, I still was impressed, you know, seven goals and six goals and that doubleheader. I know it's a weaker team, but they're having confidence right now. And if you look at it, uh, 10 of the last 13 games against Eastern Conference for St. Louis have gone over. Seven of the last nine against Atlantic Division opponents has gone over. Um, and, and just looking at Toronto in general, seven of the last nine of their games have gone over. So um, whether or not they're winning or not, it seems like we're having some exciting games involved in the Leafs. And based on what we saw in Montreal, I expect a bounce back performance out of the Blues. Look, guys, I, I don't like the price in Toronto. Um, so I'm not jumping to bet on them, but I'm also not jumping to bet on the blues here. I would just rather take the over because I'll tell you what, I think if you like the blues, they're not going to win a three, one game. That's just the way I see it. It's they're going to win, you know, like a five, four ridiculous, uh, high scoring game. Um, I don't see the least being contained tonight, which is why I'm just choosing to go with the over. All right, liking the uh, over, they have gone, like I said, over the last two, those were in St. Louis. It's not been that way in Toronto, but uh, still, the Blues, we know, are capable offensively. The 3-2 loss, of course, to Montreal notwithstanding. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they bounce back. The question is, is Jack Campbell back? That was his best game in months, or at least in weeks, the other night against Pittsburgh. He hasn't played that good in uh, a lo- uh, in several weeks. Is that a sign of him back on the beam again? Because eight straight Campbell starts had gone over the total prior to the 4-1 uh, victory against Pittsburgh. So, that's the bigger question. Has Jack Campbell gone through his little swoon, his little malaise? Not all his fault. Some games they played poorly in front of him, but uh, maybe he's back and ready to play at that level. He played at October and November early in the season. DJ, what are your thoughts, your Blues and Leafs? I'm going the other way here completely. I mean, I you know, A, it is Campbell versus Huso in net. That is now confirmed. Um, Huso actually did play the last game against Montreal and wasn't the best. I mean, it was – probably one of the first games in a long time that he didn't, uh, I guess, have saves above expected because um, he gave up three and they were only expected 2.7. So right, right there for him. I just like Toronto a ton all around. I think that they're one of the best teams in the league. I think that they're a lot better defensively than people are giving them credit for this season. Um, I really, all the numbers that I have lead me to believe that St. Louis is a bit of a paper tiger. That's been really lucking out by, getting goals when not expected to, and they have some shooters that can do it, but that's Tarasenko and he's out. So if they, I mean, I have them as uh, probably expected goals under, you know, the, the mean against this Toronto matchup by a good bit, they've outperformed that a lot this year. So maybe the numbers just aren't quite catching on to what they're doing or whatever, but I've been kind of low on them um, overall in the past few weeks. I think it's been, it's, somewhat beneficial but normally i've just been fading them in 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 matchups that i don't love 
Um, so I actually took the puck line on Toronto as soon as I saw Tarasenko was out. I just immediately jumped on it, thought that it's going to move during the day. And Campbell is just a good goalie. Uh, he actually was unbelievable against Pittsburgh. Really wanted the – it was the best DFS play of the night that I didn't do last time out. So maybe I'm making up for that. But I, I love Toronto here. Um, they're I, I really do think that they don't get talked about enough as up there with the Floridas and the, and the Carolinas, et cetera. So, yeah, you could, you could say, well, St. Louis after a bad performance. But this is also their third game in Canada. They've been on a long road trip. And I just – I don't – I think they're going to come out flat. Um, not, not my favorite. I get it, but I'm taking Toronto all day here. Uh, all, everything leads me to it. And Tarasenko, that's a big loss. Uh, and it's, I guess if you're, if you are wondering who filled the role, I think I sent it over to you, Ian, but, um, I think you kind of alluded to their lines, but it's Barbashev, Thomas, Cairo. And I just want to get to how good Thomas has been. He actually has been shooting a ton and was the top shooter on the power play in the game against Montreal. It was like they were genuinely trying to feed him the puck to shoot, which I've never seen with him. Um, he hit the post, he scored. So maybe he could be a little bit more interesting if you do like the over. He might be a guy that actually gets a, even a bigger bump with Tarasenko being out. Um, that's probably the the best maybe thing on their side. But yeah, I took Toronto puck line. So, yeah, they're, they're sorry, playing not, well. Not go four for four here. I'm sorry. That's oh no, that's all right. We like we, we like a different difference of opinion. It's good, good for the show. It's, it's better. Yeah, people. I did a show yesterday, and the guy I did the show with, we all had the same opinion on every game, and somebody so boring. saying, yeah. "Why, why didn't you guys just have one person on the show?" Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I, we didn't plan it like that, you know. I, I really expected someone to say Toronto, and I was just sitting here like, "Oh man, I'm really going to be the only one against the grain here." But yeah, no, it's Campbell Huso. Like I just, I think Billy Huso, you know how good he's been there is going to be regression to the mean at some point with yeah. him. I mean, he's not a 950 save percentage goalie. Like I love his style, but it's going to come back to earth. And I just think this could be a really nice spot for Toronto to expose the blues that I think they might be. Um, but if they just didn't win against Montreal, I mean, would have beat Montreal in overtime. They just finished that game off. I would feel so much more confident, but I do agree that losing that game is not going to sit well with them. That's the only thing that holds me back a little bit. Yeah, it is. And you're right about the Toronto numbers. They're impressive. Their their advanced numbers are really good lately. And like I say, we if we if in the last, I would say since the early 90s when the, the Leafs have had a great teams more often than not since the early 90s. If we could give out a Stanley Cup for regular season performance, the Leafs would have won like 10 or 15 or 20 Stanley Cups the last 30 years, seriously. Uh they've had great regular season teams. Matt Sundin uh, all those years, great regular seasons and just come up short in the playoffs. Of course, they haven't won a playoff series since 2004, and this current core hasn't won one. But again, regular seasons have never been an issue for Toronto. They've always looked good. They've always played well, uh, and they're certainly playing well uh, right now. Uh, yeah. No denying I mean, I have, that. I have them as the third highest expected team kind of goal index uh, matchup included over the past 10. Only Colorado and Edmonton higher, which makes sense and considering the matchups, et cetera. So I do think their team total is fine here, um, but yeah, I just I already took the puck line. So I took it the moment as Tarasenko was out, I just immediately jammed it. So that's where I'm at. All right, Boston Bruins, Ottawa Senators. We've got Boston minus one eighty five road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. They're sure as hell not laying minus a buck eighty on the road right now with Boston. Uh, very disappointing the other night with Patrice Bergeron back. They lose 4-1 to the New York Islanders. Uh, disappointing result. Didn't really help the offense and didn't really help the team as much as I thought. They got the good start and the uh, 
the opening goal from Taylor Hall and nothing after that uh, from Boston. Uh, and now they go on the road facing Ottawa Senators team that did beat Buffalo in their last game uh, by a score of uh, three to one uh, earlier this week. It was a good performance in net from uh, Anton. Uh, for, actually, it was Gustafson that night, but Forsberg will be in net tonight. Uh, Forsberg's been good. Three of his last four starts, he's won. He was very good against Ottawa. I remember he started against them last Sunday. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, they went into Washington. They beat the Capitals 4-1, to one, and Forsberg was very impressive in net. It's another underdog shot for me with Ottawa in this game. I mean, I'm just, uh, to me, they're, they're good enough to compete against this Boston team that's now lost four of their last five. The only win was against Ottawa, actually, last Saturday in Ottawa, and now Ottawa gets them again at home. 2 nothing for Boston. You know, Boston barely scored any goals there. The difference was they shut down Ottawa, and that's always the concern for the Senators. Can they find the back of the net? Because they are a little bit shorthanded and depleted at the moment when you're talking about Batherson out still, Norris out still uh, for this team, uh, Thomas Shabbat, the best defenseman out. They overcame it. They beat Buffalo. Can they overcome that, beat Boston? Perhaps, perhaps not. But one thing's for sure, Boston, I'm willing to take a shot betting against them with them laying minus 180 on the road against a lot of teams right now. And the one thing you get from Ottawa every night is spirit, is energy, is heart, it's hard work. It's a great work rate. It's trying to do things the right way, trying to be solid defensively, which they have been. Other The St. Louis game kind of got away from them a little bit. Uh, the game Murray, remember Murray got injured in that game. And suddenly, you know, goaltender had to come in cold off the bench, difficult situation. But they beat Buffalo. They beat Washington. They held the Bruins and the Penguins to two goals. The only problem was they lost them because they got shut out. But Ottawa's good enough to compete here, and that's all I can ask. I'm going to take Ottawa plus 160 here. DJ, let's start with you on this one. Bruins sends. Yeah, it's mainly a fade for me overall in all respects. Um, I don't like this. I, I would bet the under if I didn't. If it wasn't minus 120, I'd bet it. At 125 right now, I just Feels don't like bet those under. under. It feels like an under real, real strong. Um, the way Ottawa's trying to play with putting Paul and Brown with the Chuck on the top line really feels like they're just trying to slow the game down and be defensive. And I, that's really boring. Um, you know, Godet in your top six also doesn't scream high total from Ottawa. So I just don't see them putting up more than a couple. Swayman's a net for Boston. I think he's the better of the tandem at this point. They also have top pairing Vekaninen and they are putting Forbert on the bench. Um, so that is something, I guess, in the DFS space, but I don't trust Boston to score a bunch. Their bottom six is borderline terrible, um, especially from an offensive perspective. Their Frederick is in their top six right now. That also doesn't scream. Uh, I'm, we're, we're trying to score a ton of goals. So I hate this game. I'm fading it in DFS. I'm not betting either side because I just, I don't trust either team to score. And this feels like what happened last night with Dallas and Chicago, where I was like, I don't like either team to score. And they literally didn't, I didn't bet the no goal, but it was just like, Oh my God, and I'm sweating this out till the shootout. So I'd rather just save myself uh, the, the pain of this game being a one-to-one game and, um, or on the reverse hand, one of the goalies imploding. So I'm fully fading it. And if anything, I would look at the point props and see what we get because we had Taylor Hall. What is he now? Minus 135. He was almost plus money, and I was interested in that. McAvoy also almost at the plus money side. Like, Just take one of these guys that's right towards the edge and say that they're involved in the only goal because you kind of know where it's going to come from, I think, at least with Boston. 
Yeah, I mean, Taylor Hall at least has been chipping in for them. Uh, there's yeah. no uh, question. He's that, which 10 been... plus money on the top line before. It's it's not here against Ottawa, I guess, but it, I've seen that, and I'm like, I have to do it. You just he's, he's just a little bit more talented than I think the points indicate. So, yeah, that's about about it. Um, shot props are probably something that I'll, I'll let you guys cover those. I, I'm sure there's, there's a couple here that I think are interesting, but I'll, I'll pass it on. Yeah, let me just look. Last five games for Taylor Hall, uh, yeah, 40%. Uh, he's cashed uh, at least one point or notched at least, registered at least one point. And he's, yeah, minus 135 to minus 140 is point props. So it's the value there. That's the question. It's going to be a low event game, probably not as many yeah. goals. So, yeah, that's why for me yeah. it's under lean. And, I, and I'm going to take a shot with Ottawa. Like I say, I think Boston's yeah. just it's asking a lot to put him out there. Minus 180 yeah, road favorites feels- right now. And there's a reason Derek Forbert's going down the lineup. He's a lumbering <laughs> defenseman. He lacks foot speed. I think that's part of the reason yeah. why you're they seeing They need to find goals. Motivated. I mean, that's what sunk them against the Islanders. They literally could not create offense. So they're just like, we got to do something here. And yeah, I totally agree. I, I do agree with like the plus 160 makes more sense because it really does feel like who is going to get a lucky bounce. I might, you might as well take the home dog. I mean, that just, I think that makes adds up more. So I do agree with it, but that's, I'm, I'm not going to put my, my actual money on it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Might be the wisest move there for sure. Andrew, what do you think here? Boston, Ottawa. Yeah, well, I mean, I told you guys the other day, I was, I, I kind of broke my rule. Uh, I said that the Bruins were a complete fade right now. And then at a minus 110 price, I bet on them and you know what happened. So you kind of hate when that stuff happens, when you give your own self a rule, not, not even like somebody else telling you to do something and you don't even follow your own rule. So that kind of uh, made me mad. But um, I just genuinely don't think that I can make a play on this game because I want to, I'll put it this way, guys. I want to play the Bruins. I don't like the price and I can't trust them. Um, and, you know, I, I think that just like what DJ said, I think that I'd like to go towards an under and predict a low scoring game in this one. Um, but I think there's just too many uncertainties in this one. Um, so for, you know, in this card, a couple picks I like, you guys have found out I'm passing here. Uh, I don't think the Bruins deserve this price tag though. And based on what we've seen, I think a lot of people would agree with that. It's just, I, I think that if there was a spot for them to get up, you, you guys, we'd, we'd think this one would be the one, but uh, I'm not going to be the one to bet it. All right, there we go. So a pass for Andrew uh, on this one, Bruins and Senators. Uh, Vito, how about you, Boston and Ottawa? Uh, yeah, well, talking about that whole thing, uh, I think definitely you can look at that today because he's getting to play with Bergeron, right? Pasternak, Hall, and uh, he, they, they're getting finally a good center. You know, that's what they're looking. You know, I think they uh, for me, it will be like always when you get a better guy in the center, you will start to play better, you know, straight away. They will have this momentum. So I think that's why also we can ho- see that Hall is shooting points now and getting some shots and so on. So, yeah, I, I also don't agree with you guys. The price tag is not there where it should be. I just think also for Ottawa, Shabbat is a very big miss. I mean, if you miss it, you know, sometimes when, when teams miss like one player, it's not so important. But I think Shabbat is a very important player in uh, Senators because he's playing like 30 minutes of the ice time. He's the one who is skating up the puck the whole time. He's getting the first pass, tape to tape. You know, he, he's, he's on ice all the time. I mean, and if he's not now on the ice, I think they're going to have some sloppiness in the defense. Goalie, has, uh, goal, goalie line has stepped up for Ottawa. That's very good. So, yeah, I think it will be the same game like it was a week ago. Lucky bounce will decide the winner. Yeah, very possible that that ends up uh, being yeah. the case for sure. All right, Los Angeles Kings, Arizona Coyotes, LA minus one eighty road favorites, five and a half the total in, in this game. Um, 
obviously a LA spot. It's not the greatest, you know, a huge come from behind big win, huge win against Vegas last night. They're now three points back of Vegas for second in the uh, Pacific division. What a race Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, LA, uh, they're all neck and neck in that division right now, and it's a great race. And the LA Kings, certainly with that comeback, they've let people know we're not we're in this race. We're not going anywhere. That was a great win, comeback win. But now we're in a bit of a difficult spot here. Arizona on a back to back. Obviously, they should get the victory here, but still, I mean, such a huge victory like this, I can't help but be a little bit concerned about LA. They're certainly the better of these two teams. Uh, doesn't mean I'm going to be rushing to bet Arizona here. Um, you know, as, and as bad as things have gone for them at times this year, you know, they're actually in, in a spot that makes that they've, where they've been competitive. They've taken advantage of teams when they've come in on back to backs uh, earlier this year. Let's not forget. They've got a huge rest advantage. Now is this rest versus rust? We had Danny Ehrman on the show Thursday he said those one week, two week layoffs are tricky. And that's what we see for Arizona. They haven't played since that Tampa Bay game at home last um, Friday. 4-3 loss to the Lightning. But again, they've been competitive. They beat Seattle. Uh, they hung tough with Tampa. Uh, they've had a lot of games where they've been right there, other than the one game where uh, Vancouver took it to them 5-1. You know, we've seen this uh, team play some pretty solid uh, hockey and competitive hockey. So this is a tricky game. Uh, L.A. is now five straight overs. I mean, they're scoring goals. Uh, maybe shouldn't have had seven goals, considering there was only 55 combined shots in the game last night. But no, what they're doing right now is very impressive, but I just don't like this spot to trust them here in this situation. It's going to be a pass for me. LA's the better team, but I don't want to lay this price with them, and I still don't want to bet Arizona, even though I think there's some things intangibly that are in their favor here. I still don't want to take Arizona, so it's a pass for me uh, on this one. Uh, Vito, we'll start with you with LA, Arizona. Uh, yeah, we touched on LA earlier a little bit, and I mean – why they're a very good team on a back-to-back because they have very good to both goalies, you know, they can trust and rely on them. And in this part, you see Arizona is with one week layoff and Kings will be with the with the legs in this game because I think they had a game yesterday. It's a road back-to-back and, yeah, it, it could be actually hard on the team. I think they will have maybe advantage maybe in the start. It's a very tricky game. I would not touch this game because it's a, a Kings are in on the road and it's so not not, uh, not good price with them and you don't know what you're going to get from this Arizona team you know so you can look maybe look maybe at some props like uh, Kemp definitely for Kings he's he has been looking good and if we just ah one one thing I want like not to tell is I think this is a uh, Kings lost the first game to Arizona if I'm not mistaken this year I think let me check uh, one two in overtime Yep. Yes, and that was in LA. So yeah, I think well, one thing LA would like to have a revenge. I think against especially Arizona team. So I'm not touching this game because Kings is of the back to back. There's better games to play today. So yeah, but my lean would be, would be Kings definitely. Yeah, I still lean Kings. And by the way, Vamelka's confirmed for Arizona as their goaltender tonight. Karel Vamelka, one in six in his last seven starts, and the goals against is four point five in those seven games. So he's really hit the shits. Hit the skids uh, the last uh, several games for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. There's no question. He's had some games where he stood on his head. Winnipeg, Toronto. He's had a couple of those games against good teams, but he's had a lot of bad as well. Uh, 4.57 goals against in his last seven starts, and he's one and six. So, you know, this could be one of those games where maybe LA team total three and a half over, and then you don't worry about them winning the game. If I were to get involved with LA, that's the path I would take. 
Kings team total over three and a half at a small plus price. Um, DJ, what do you think? LA, Arizona. Yeah. I mean, if LA can limit Vegas to 2.2 expected goals, I think they get to just the same, if not better um, against Arizona. And I know it's a back-to-back, but it doesn't bother me that much. I, I try not to let that completely shade what the numbers are telling me and, and take over my mindset too much because I do think this LA team, A, has a lot to play for. You know, this is a game that they they can't get down on because they, they're fighting for playoff position. And I do like them here. Um, I, I really do like their team total, probably more than anything else. I think that's the sharpest take because I think uh, Vegas is still just not getting, is giving Vizmalga too much credit. Um, and I think that, you know, there are goal scorers on this team. And on every line in LA, there's a goal scorer. I'm not saying every line is great, but, you know, even on the fourth line, they have Kaliev, and he is an awesome shooter. So you think that this depth in Arizona is legitimately AHL quality. Most of their team is. A lot of these guys, um, you know, when Kaliev was in the AHL, he had like 40 goals. I mean, these guys should be able to, every one of these lines should be able to roll against them. And I think if they have the opportunity, they can bury it. So, um, I do have the concern, I guess, in general about Arizona just finding these goals that they just c- cannot stop finding. Like they've somehow taken Galchenyuk from the dead and and made him into a formidable top six scorer. So I'm okay with saying, you know what? I don't want to bet, you know, a minus 175 because it's no fun. I don't want to bet the puck line just in case Arizona finds these goals. So the team total making the most sense is definitely my lean here. I do have um them or them being uh la as just a just a little bit below as far as goal index a little bit below um toronto just about the same as calgary and i'm like you know those teams you would jam all day long at this price so i i'm, I'm gonna do it here i think myself and uh prop wise um the, the one player that i think is maybe gonna if you can find it you can't always find to know but I do think he is shooting a bit more. He oh. missed the net a bunch, which is unfortunate because he could have hit, but you can get him at plus money at two sometimes. And that push potential just being there just makes me feel nice and good and cozy. Um, well, you know, he, I think he gets two for sure. And um, yeah, that, that, that one feels like a nice kind of under the radar pick when Kempe should be priced up a good bit. I am in New York, so I can't see these shot props on DraftKings. So I don't want to tout other things right now, but yeah, that's, that's probably the, the more under the radar pick for a goal, maybe in general. I think Deneau is just a very talented player, as we saw in Montreal last year. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Like, and maybe a Philip Deneau shots prop. Of course, Andrew, the resident Montreal Canadiens fan, knows all too well, missed the net a lot last year uh, when he was. Uh, yeah, with, he broke uh, his season uh, record already. Yeah, <laughs> in his career. No, he's had a great. He's had a great run offensively lately, for sure. So it's not a bad look and. Kind of like we said with Danny. Danny would if if Danny were on the show with us today, he would have said what he said Thursday. He'd probably rather like LA in this spot because he says I'd rather take the team on a back to back than the team that's been off for a week or more, which would be LA here. And Andrew and I have talked about this, and I'm going to say it again: if you like LA, why minus one seventy five when you can do a nice little over three and a half plus one twenty? I'm seeing in some spots against a goaltender that's got a four point five goals against in the last seven. So that's why if I were to touch LA. It would be the team total and only the team total. You know what? Yeah. Same, same, I'm in the same game parlay right now. I'm just going to do LA to win with one of the. All right, I got to ask though: Is Dino the guy? I mean, uh, now I, I guess I got an expert here. I want to make sure. Or do you think I should go with someone safer? Uh, I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. It's Saturday. Let's have. Let's. Why not do a same game parlay and and just take all that you know 
that bad variance. What do you think? Who might the only in? thing that's, that that Arizona's got an edge in is this, is that they they're very well rested and LA's off a huge win. Maybe it's a letdown after beating Vegas, yeah. but they're in a playoff race. They shouldn't feel that way. LA. They should try to say yeah. we need to bank points against the Arizona Coyotes, not and piss them away. They lost yeah. the last game as well against them, and that's right. I think yeah, I like also the Kings in regulation, if someone likes, also is a great Especially player. this time of year, like the term yeah. letdown will get thrown around too much. Like LA needs to win all these type of games against bad teams. Yeah. I, I think that minus 130 regulation, I'll take that. Yeah. You know, the back-to-back to me, I've been saying on the show for the past couple of weeks, uh, especially the, talking about going against a team that hasn't played in a little bit longer. Uh, I'll take the team that's fresh, you know, off an exciting win, you know. Uh, that letdown to me is what happened with St. Louis against Montreal. I don't think it'll happen with LA against Arizona in this spot. They're more so riding a high, I think. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk anybody off that team total either, but this is, this is a game that we, that LA wants to win. I mean, this, even though we're only in February guys, midway point of February, these are the games you just don't want to look back on in like April and think, man, if only we won that game against Arizona. And and I think this is why it's an important game for them. As Ian yeah. turns the Colorado game on. <laughs> um, there yeah, you I go. Just, I, while you're doing, Arvidsson had 12 shot attempts <laughs> uh, against Vegas, five on net, four blocked, and three missed. That really yeah. might be the guy. He's with the no. And if you're thinking, you know, I mean, to know, I think he probably profiles be more of a setup man. So I, I'm going to do it. Same game parlay. Then the money line over three and a half in Arvidsson score. That's plus 380 on DraftKings. That, that, that sounds like fun. That sounds like more fun than sweating Dano hitting the net. I agree. Well, I'm going to talk about Arvidsson for a sec because I'm just seeing it right now with his shots on goal. It's ridiculous. He has had three or more shots now in for the um, for the, for the uh, Kings in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight games. Nine straight games with three shots or more for Victor Arvidsson. He's had a lot of fours and fives and sixes and sevens and uh, as well during that time. And uh, by the way, Buffalo has just scored in the early game. one nothing Sabres. So an early Thompson. surprise there. Uh, I played Dakarski in DFS. That's how Get the win, Dakarski. Come on. <laughs> yep. It was uh, Thompson uh, getting that uh, goal for the uh, Buffalo uh, Sabres. Tate Thompson's been really good. That top line, they actually have a good top line. I like it. Uh, for the uh, Sabres. They've been good. They've been what's carried them along the way there. It's like the Mitch Marner of the Sabres. He looks like an eight-year-old kid, Tage Thompson, but he can play a little bit. This is literally the best Sabres team in a decade, and that is incredibly depressing as they're going to finish in the bottom five, and it's just, it's crazy. All right, back to what you were going to say. I'll be sad over here for Yeah, you like LA in regulation, Andrew? Yeah, I like LA in regulation. That's what I'm like. And the Arvidsson shots on goal, I will say that appeals to me. I'm looking at these numbers. There's a lot of fours and fives and sixes and sevens with shots on goal. And every game, the last seven or eight, he's had at least three. So that might be something to look at there. Seattle and Calgary now next yeah, up. Real quick, I'm on the over sure. in the Ducks and Canucks game, and uh, I actually got to run to a family lunch. So I, I can't. Oh, no problem. All right, so you're on the over in Vancouver. What about Seattle, Calgary? Anything I'm passing there? that one. Uh, Calgary's been making me some money, and I'm not going to play every one of their games. So I'm just going to pass that one. There you go. Uh, if you had the uh, first period over in Colorado-Buffalo, it's already cashed. Colorado just tied at one Well, guess what? That's paying for lunch. There you go. <laughs> Why not? You guys. T- t- put it to full. So your best bet again was? I'm going to roll with uh, I'm gonna roll with that Blues and Maple Leafs over. All right. Blues, Leafs over for best bet. All right, Andrew, thanks. See you guys. Have a good one. There he is, Andrew McGinnis, uh, with us here on the show. All right, we've got two games left. Uh, on this uh, card, it's already 1-1 in the Colorado-Buffalo game. we got Seattle and Calgary. Calgary minus 290, uh, home favorites in this one, six the total. 
I'm going to go. I don't do many puck lines. I'm going to do Calgary. I think they're that good right now. They're just pummeling teams. I don't think Seattle can withstand it. Uh, you know, they 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 got Winnipeg in a vulnerable spot. They got a lead early in that game, Seattle, and they still couldn't finish the deal. And they still ended up losing that game by multiple goals. So to me, if they couldn't, you know, take advantage of that spot against Winnipeg back to back after a huge win against Minnesota, an inconsistent Jets team. How are you going to trust them here now against this juggernaut that is the Calgary Flames right now who, look, they've beaten down, you know, they've shown no let up or let down, if you will. They beat Columbus handily, beat Anaheim handily. Certainly you would think they can take care of business here. Uh, The puck line in this one is minus one and a half at around minus 120. Uh, I like that. I'm going to bet what I've always been betting during this run, and that's Calgary team total over three and a half, minus 150. I'm on that again, and I wouldn't even hate the full game over. Because I think Calgary gets four, five, hell, even six like they have in recent games. And you can maybe get Seattle chipping in at least a couple of goals. So I've got three different ways of attacking this. Calgary puck line, Calgary team total over, and the full game over six as well uh, with the uh, with the uh, Flames uh, and the uh, Kraken here. I just think it's a spot where Seattle, It's I, I keep waiting for Seattle. I thought they were going to maybe bring their defense uh, in the last uh, game against uh, Winnipeg because we've seen on the road at times they've tightened it up. They didn't tighten it up. They weren't very good uh, in their own zone, and that could be death for them uh, tonight uh, as they take on this uh, Calgary Flames team. So those are the three bets on Calgary I'm looking at, the team total, the puck line, and the full game over as well. Uh, DJ, what do you think here, Seattle-Calgary? Yeah, change no, the I mean, banner again. Yeah, and change the game on the banner. So it's yeah, I'm doing that. Yep. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like Seattle to have many goals. I almost want to talk myself into the shutout for for Calgary just at plus five fifty, but I think I'd rather just go like under one and a half. I I don't think they're going to find a lot of offense. Uh, they get the three against Winnipeg, and they they looked fine. I guess I mean that was that was fair enough, but I really think Calgary could absolutely run away and hide in this one. Um, and they're just so good defensively. I mean, they, they're I, I don't know, all around Calgary is a great team. Um, I might not get all the way to the one and a half because you never know with, with a couple bad bounces, but um, I like them a lot in this game. I think that the puck line is very fair, um, but I just don't think there's a ton of offensive upside in Seattle at all. So yeah, it's the, the one saving grace with Seattle. And I've been saying this almost every time I do a show on Seattle is they have not been using Donato enough, and they finally put Donato on the first power play and gave him 18 minutes of ice time. Weirdly enough, their offense looked better. So that's the the one piece that I like here with Seattle is that they're actually using their best, I would say, uh, finisher, uh, maybe McCann, you could argue, in Ryan Donato effectively. Uh, but overall, this game profiles to be a very handily, handy I don't know whatever the word is, win for Calgary. And I'm just not going to put a lot of stake in Seattle to do much on offense at all. Um, that's, yeah, that's easy. I, I, I The team total, I think that that's fair. Um, and if you want to get crazy, I say like, an, an, like a zero goal first period, I think would be, I think, you know, a slow start could be fine. Um, or like under, you know, under the one and a half, whatever it is, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, just saying Seattle doesn't score in the first and Calgary doesn't get more than one and you're feeling good because I think this game could be a little lower scoring. Eventually, the Seattle goaltending is going to be better and it hasn't been all year. So maybe they could just have a good first period for me. I, I don't I don't know that that's the my, my weirdest, weirder probably advice um, is I think the first period could be slow. 
All right, so maybe first period uh, Seattle team total under first period. Seattle yeah. uh, first that period be the to- total yeah. under. Uh, that could be. I mean, I've been waiting for Calgary to start games slow. They have not. They've jumped on yeah. teams. They jumped on Anaheim. They jumped on Columbus. The the reason I I like the Calgary bets more. To be quite honest, I will have bigger. I have all will have a half unit on Calgary puck line and their team total over. I'll only have a quarter unit on the full game over. I, you're right. There is some concern. Can Seattle score enough? Uh, they did score. They have scored two goals at least in seven straight games. Seattle. That's why I think they can contribute a little bit to the scoreboard. But Markstrom's been good. Calgary de- defense is pretty solid right now. Penalty killing's been good. And the Seattle three goals they scored against Winnipeg the other night were Eric Comrie, not Connor Hellebuck in net that night. So you do have to uh, keep that in mind for sure. But I, I still think you can get at least a couple from Seattle. Probably not much more than that. But it, this game goes over the total or at least pushes if uh, Cal- if Seattle scores two goals. Because I think Calgary's scoring four minimum. Uh, in this game, Seattle, Seattle's Seattle. just a bit better defensively than I think people give them credit for. Like all of their woes have been the goaltending not getting it done, and, and they big, have they have kept yeah. they have kept teams and expected goals numbers that are respectable all year yeah. long, and just not found any goaltending. It's I I do think eventually that should shift. These goaltenders are not that bad, so they I'm are willing to. I I kind of just keep coming back to Seattle and saying let's find some undervalue here and. I had it against Winnipeg, and of course, <laughs> yep. it didn't quite get done. And it's like maybe I should stop shooting myself in the foot too. But I, I think I'm going to probably go to it and just say, you know what? Maybe even maybe even just yeah, the under in the first period, just have fun. And oh my god, it's minus three thirty. I'll I'll look around. I'll, I'll shop. Yeah, That's it's two and a half actually. It, I can't find one and a half on DraftKings. Yeah, you're pounding your head against the wall waiting for Grubauer and Drieger to improve. Yeah. I mean, we've been waiting for months to see if this duo would step up for them, and it just hasn't happened. And you're right. I don't think they've been as terrible in front of their goalies as some other teams who have been terrible. Like, there's been some bad defensive teams, Montreal, uh, for instance. It's not the goalies. It's been the team defense. I think for Seattle, it's been more the goalies than the team defense that's let them down. Grubauer and Drieger have not been what they were last year. Uh, that's been a clear problem. Uh, Vito? Uh, I think you've been on this Flames uh, wagon, this Flames train uh, recently. Are you still on that train tonight? Like a week ago. <laughs> a week ago, I was here. I was on the puck line. I'm now on the puck line. I, I'm a little bit different like Andrew. Andrew wants to uh, – I, I, just, I just – if I've been riding that, you know, since Arizona Coyotes, then I was in on the few money lines, regulations. Now, again, puck lines, I just continue the same way. I, I will not overthink it, you know. Of course, they will lose very soon, or no, they should have, they will lose at some point, I mean, but uh, it might happen to them, might not. I will not gamble on that. I will just go with about I'm, I've been going, you know, and I will go with Calgary Puck Line, which was at minus 15, minus 115, minus 120, something like that. And uh, for the goal props, I would definitely watch at a good, good draw because he played very well also the last game they played against Seattle, which ended 6 4. Lindholm has been playing well, the, all yes. that line. The Goudreau, Lindholm's been amazing. Yeah. 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 And Tachuk. Th- that yeah. line is great. That yeah, they're very great. Uh, so yeah, I I think Calgary should win this game. Well, if nothing happens, you know, Sutter will be angry. So you don't want to make Sutter angry. <laughs> no, or will bag skate your ass, which he already did once this year <laughs> when they came off a, a bad game. So yeah, exactly. You don't want him on your uh, bad side. Uh, that's for sure. And about Seattle, I mean uh yeah, about those metrics. Sometimes I, I check the metrics, but I don't always pay really deep attention to metrics if the team just plays bad. They're expansion team. 
it looks like since every game some of the parts uh, some one part falls off either it's offense either it's defense or either it's goaltending and they just flipping every game you know and every game one of the parts just falls off and somehow they lose so they, they yeah just i cannot do anything with seattle at the moment don't like them calgary puck line yeah. all right calgary puck line here my, for uh Vito. seattle's but, my lowest expected goals on the slate i just wanted to point that out as well that's kind of why i'm so low on them to score is because i actually have them as like yep the lowest expected they're, they're right by buffalo really but yeah on the slate and buffalo oddly enough already a goal on the i know halfway through the first oh, they only period. have one shot i think it's only one yeah. shot on goal so it's probably it, one it is, shot uh, yeah, yeah the, the metrics can't they can't predict that they can't predict no. the only shot going in um no. yeah eight to one in shots right now yeah uh, this no. is this is going how i thought it would go i just need Tukarski to make one more save and i'd be real happy with my lineup but we'll see yeah don't uh, the blackout rules are nonsense in all sports mdr 24 i feel your pain there why do we get blacked out of every abs yeah. game color fellow colorado colorado radowins <laughs> uh, it's on espn plus but but not on here yeah it's uh crazy uh what's going on right there with the uh, the blackout right i'll never understand it just get a find some way to get a, maybe an iptv service that'll take care of all your issues as far as i'm concerned you'll get every game you need uh with one of those uh, by the way there's a few props i like in this game for calgary lindholm and uh, shots on goal and uh backland shots on goal I am stunned you can get the prices you can get on over two and a half for both of these guys with shots on goal. The last 10 games, Michael Backlund has gone over two and a half, eight of his last 10 games, and you have to lay even money on Michael Backlund over two and a half shots. Elias Lindholm's gone over two and a half shots, seven of the last 10 games, and even with him, it's minus 120 in, in some spots. I think those are great shot on goal props. Ooh, Lindholm and, and uh, Backlund for Calgary. About the backlog a little bit. Uh, I think the value is so great with him because in the last game he didn't went over his shots and uh, yep. straight away books. You know, backlog is not like a best best player. Well, he's good. I think it's very great value over two point five shots. Yeah, against Seattle. Yes, yes, that's a great bet. Yeah, he hit the post <laughs> and had one blocked. So that too, that that got gotcha. you. Yeah, he only had the one on net. But yeah, no, backlog's been awesome. Um, it's just it it kind of feels like Russian roulette with that line of who's going to shoot. It's the top line as well sometimes can feel that way, but they're so good and dominant possession-wise that the shots can be there. Like it was Coleman night against um Anaheim. You know, Coleman ended up with five and seven attempts. It's I, I kind of just I think Backlund more than likely at plus money is your best bet there, but that one is the most tilting thing because every you just never know. Yeah, you never know. Coleman, Maggiapani, Backlund, who's gonna take the shots tonight? And it's frustrating. So I, I do like that line as like a contrarian DFS stack for sure. Um, it's super duper cheap. Uh, there's not a ton to spend up on outside of Toronto, but if we're going to talk a little DFS strategy, I think that that should fit into your, um, just your mindset because Seattle is going to do everything they can to throw it on the top line. And you're getting real good value. I think now on Mangiapani who used to be up at like six K when he was scoring at will, I think he can bounce back. He's been a lot better than, um, some of the, these games have been. So I agree that that line is just undervalued in general. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's like I say, they're they're getting Johnny Gaudreau playing at a high level, and that's been a huge difference to maker too. He's playing like Johnny Hockey again. You can yeah. call him Johnny Hockey. I was refused to call him that when he sucked ass for so long, uh, the last couple of years. But uh, now that he's playing well again, we can call him Johnny Hockey once again. So, by the way, when I say I like overshots on goal on players, it always automatically means just so you don't wonder in the future. 
but do you like them to score a goal? I'll always sprinkle just a little smaller bet on them to score a goal if I like their shots on goal over. Uh, that's always the way I play it. So Lindholm, uh, Backlund, and certainly Mangiapane because he's starting to find the back of the net right now. Not a bad way to go uh, as well here for the uh, Calgary Flames tonight uh, in uh, this one. So a lot of options there. Even Eric Branson, he scored in actually three of the last 10 games, and he's like 14 to 1 to score. I mean, the math actually kind of adds up there that you can even put a couple of bucks on 14 to 1 odds for Eric Branson, the defenseman, to score <laughs> uh, in this game. Uh, because, look, he scored the other night. He's been shooting just a little bit more, and he has scored in three of the last ten. So important to keep that in mind. All right, final game of this Saturday card, Anaheim-Vancouver. We got Vancouver minus, one nine, uh, minus 165, rather, uh, home favorites uh, in this game. The total five and a half uh, in this one. Uh, when I look at this matchup here, Vancouver, we got away with one against San Jose. Uh, they played pretty well. Uh, Vancouver for extended stretches in that game, but a couple lapses, a couple power play goals for San Jose. They got in some penalty trouble, and they ended up uh, paying the price for it uh, in that game. So uh, that ends up being the concern. Stay out of the box, and Vancouver's fine. I like the way they've been trending five-on-five. Five. Wasn't Demko's best game, but I'll tell you what, they bailed him out for a change instead of the other way around, which was good to see. Now they'll take on Anaheim, and Anaheim finally gets a couple days off. They've been playing a lot of hockey. Obviously, they were in a very, very difficult spot uh, against Edmonton, and Edmonton basically took it to them uh, and hung a big number on them. You would think they're going to want to clean it up, be a little bit better defensively tonight. I know Andrew likes the over, and it could get there. Uh, you would think Anaheim's going to want to try to play a little bit better defensively. Troy Terry hideous on the back check multiple times that led to goals against Edmonton, and I like his offensive, obviously. Who wouldn't? Remember, you on that insane goal-scoring and point-scoring streak uh, earlier this year. But he's got to get better away from the puck, man. You can't be just so lackadaisical and poor on the back check. I mean, he basically gave up on Dreisaitl on that one goal that Edmonton scored the other night against Dan. I mean, he gave up trying to check him. You can't do that if you're Troy Terry. Got to be better than that. Uh, Vancouver, you made a great point, DJ, earlier that for Vancouver, this is um, this is going to be their first game with full capacity, 100% fans in the in the building in a very long time. So that should be an energized atmosphere uh, going into this matchup here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I would lean Vancouver in regulation. I would. I mean, uh, Anaheim, you would think, is going to want to play better after a rough ride in the province of Alberta uh, earlier this week. But the fact remains they've lost four in a row. They lost to Seattle in their first game out of the break at home. It's just not a team that's got it going right now. Defensively, they've fallen apart given up 17 goals in the last three games combined, over 40 shots the last two games combined. The defense has been bad. Uh, Gibson's not been great, but I think it's more they've hung him out to dry. But nevertheless, there's issues at the back end for Anaheim right now. So this would be Vancouver in regulation uh, for me uh, if I were to bet it. And I think that means something, that the that there's going to be 100% fans in the building because that could, that could be something the players for Vancouver legitimately feel going into this game. And over three and a half team total might be worth a look here on Vancouver as well at a very nice plus price. Uh, it's just raining goals, by the way, in Buffalo. It's now 3-2 Colorado, and we're not even out of the first period. Sloppy uh, pond hockey uh, in that one with the uh, Avs and the uh, Sabres right now. 3-2 Colorado, and we're not even out of the first Someone's period. Someone's in Calgary, there. but I had Borakovsky. Please be Borakovsky. I actually bet that goal prop. Uh, we're just seeing the replay, right? It's Kadri. What a shot. Oh, man. Well, if Borakovsky had a point, too. I think he got the assist. Yeah, great so shot we'll by Kadri. Okay. Uh, a twisted wrister, uh, as I like to say, uh, on that one. A great shot and 3-2 uh, for the Avs. They're back and forth. We go five goals already on the board 
uh, in the opening period there. Uh, Vito, we'll start with you on this uh, final game of the Saturday card, Anaheim-Vancouver. Okay, well, I have a lot of opinions about this game, definitely. I uh, will just, if we watch where these teams are at the standings, this is a very important game for both of the teams. And if we just look how these teams been trending, we see Anaheim losing. We have Can we see Canucks, you know, after that coach coaching change, they are very close to get their goal, you know, which is a playoffs. So I think that's a and uh, that's a one point, and I think it's another very important game because uh, Coach Boudreau, uh he used to coach Anaheim Ducks before, so players might get up also for him, and. Uh, Talking about another thing, what I want to say. Ah, if you can check uh, JT Miller shot props because uh, he's the leading Vancouver, he's leading Vancouver Canucks on the power play shots. I think so. Uh, Anaheim is giving up a lot of penalties, so I think JT Miller gets over his shot props tonight. And yeah, well, basically, I'm also as Ian here. I'm on the Vancouver Canucks uh, regulation. I took that yesterday at plus one oh five. But this play is more of me fading. Anaheim than playing to be honest Canucks I don't play too many Canucks games because I just don't like to be getting outshotted by opponents but in this spot I think this is Canucks spot I mean if we watch just the previous meetings as well this year I think this is the fourth and last meeting and uh first first two meetings was uh, um Anaheim won and then one meeting was won by Canucks and this is the final meeting I think they split split this games it should end 2-2 and i do think this is the vancouver canuck spot all right vancouver liking them in regulation here as well for veto against the uh, anaheim uh, ducks tonight uh, in this game uh, yeah jt miller he's been terrific uh over shots on goals a reasonable number and you're right that's a great point focus on you can find those little edges where wait a minute jt miller's had a lot of power play shots wait a minute anaheim's been penalized a lot lately uh, it's a matchup that fits perfectly maybe for JT shots because of the fact a lot of power play shots and Anaheim's been shorthanded a lot lately. Uh, there's no question uh, about that. And that Anaheim penalty kill as well, it struggled. Three power play goals allowed the last two games in the uh, province of Alberta. Uh, DJ, uh, obviously we know what you're on. You've tipped it off already with the Canuck jersey. Uh, Anaheim, Vancouver, what do you think? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did see someone ask where I got the jersey. I actually got this one from Cool Hockey. I don't always get from Cool Hockey, but I had uh, I had a gift card there, so I had to use it. And um, I, I just this is the best. I mean, come on, this this logo is such a classic. Uh, so yeah, I like Vancouver here. Um, you know, the narrative is there, but I think the play has really backed it up. Um, with really both of these teams to justify it, Vancouver badly outplayed San Jose, and their goaltending wasn't there to get it done. I mean that was definitely their game to win all the way through. Went to overtime. They got it done, but it should have been a lot easier. Um, I don't think Anaheim is, is playing the best hockey right now. They're, I mean, like you said with Troy Terry, that line gave up four goals against Edmonton. They were caved in completely. Terry away from, from Getzlaff is just not the same. Um, they had the Milano Zegers for Cal line back together. That was doing okay for them. But once you took that line off the ice, they were done. Um what Vancouver's been doing under Boudreaux is giving Horvat, Miller, Pedersen, Besser, and Hughes as much possible minutes as they can handle. And that has led to them being a lot more fun. I can even throw Garland in the mix there, but those guys are all seeing as much ice time as possible, as much power play time as possible. And I've been stacking Vancouver to success of a good bid in DFS. You can go a lot of different ways. They're super cheap again on this slate, like Pedersen's still only 4k and he's, playing a lot better hockey. 
um, on DraftKings. I, I think that you could talk yourself into any of these goal props, a lot of these shot props. Um, Besser, I think it was one of his first miss, yeah, and, and first miss in the last five, but he had three get blocked. So there's really no one I think that's off limits here to take in any of these capacities. Uh, Miller, probably your safest. I think he's just a little bit more skilled at setting himself up to get shots on net and, and put the puck in. Like he can create that himself where the other guys are a little more reliant on the, on the rest of the line mates. Um, but the top power play is really just, and a, I mean, they kind of ran two units complete wild, but you know, when you have Quinn Hughes quarterbacking, it makes all the difference in the world and they look great. So I'm in on it. I think in regulation just makes it a little more fun. Like you say, just instead of taking the minus minus one sixty five. Just say, you know what? Anaheim's been bad. Let's let's say Vancouver wins it in regulation. I think that's right now is what? Minus 105? Is that what you're seeing? Yes. Right around yeah. even money. Yep. So I I'm gonna, yeah, right right now I'm gonna 25 on that as well. Just something little. I'm I'm not sure if I'll be watching that late. So we'll see. But yeah, that's the easiest bet, I think, to take with the recent play. Yeah, right around minus 105, minus 110 there on that Vancouver uh, in regulation. And Miss Danica in the chat asking, Brock, Besser, anytime goal? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the last that, 10 I, games, yeah. he scored five uh, in the uh, last uh, 10 games for the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks. And obviously with the price you're getting there, it's like plus 175 to plus 200. So the math's in your favor there. It's good value. And Brock Besser, ever since Bruce Boudreaux walked into town and said, Brock, you know, you scored a bunch of goals. He said it in his introductory press conference when he got introduced as that coach. He said, Brock, when you, I coached in Minnesota, you, you you played my team. You killed us. You know, you were scoring left and right against us. Just get back to shooting the puck more. Trust your skill. Trust your ability. Trust your confidence. And ever since Bruce said that to Brock Besser, uh, he's been a different player. He's been shooting the puck more and obviously been scoring and contributing a lot more. So, yeah, the Brock Besser at goal scorer prop worth a look, I think, as well in that range plus 175 to plus 200 that is a huge breakdown and a great breakdown of the saturday card before we wrap up the show with best bets we do want to remind you about DraftKings sportsbook of course our great partners here at the hockey podcast network and the ice guys and uh, take advantage of definitely uh, what they have in terms of nhl uh, and nba offerings uh, definitely good to do that and a reminder that to, even though uh, the nba uh, is on all-star break Definitely you want to take advantage of what DraftKings provides following the All-Star break in the NBA. Uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, it's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of both the NBA uh, and the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap up the show. Andrew McGinnis gave us his earlier before he left St. Louis, Toronto over the total. Uh, six, six and a half, depending on which book you look at. Uh, Vito, uh, what do you think for best bet? Nothing changes. We go with Calgary Popcorn. 
Calgary puck line, minus one and a half, minus 120 against Seattle. Best bet for Vito. And DJ, we'll have you back for sure on the show uh, in the future. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, what do you think sure. for your first best bet on the ice, guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I think it's two different ones. Um, I'm just going to go with two. I'm, I'm really jamming that Toronto puck line. I know everyone else was against it. I, everything leads me to say it's the best bet. And, you know, I don't want to give away anything that's behind the paywall, but uh, someone that I really trust with the name Dom, last name, hard to say, also was in on it. So if you don't follow The Athletic, I, what are you doing? But um, that made me feel even a little bit better about it. That came out while we were on the show. I kind of just peeked over at it. So I feel really good about Toronto here. And then I, you know what, I think you kind of talked me into it more than I already liked it. But the Kings over three and a half. I, I really do like it a lot. Um, I think they're a really sneaky upside play in DFS. I actually, I don't know how sneaky it'll be. It's against Arizona, but people might get off the back-to-back. They might be jamming Calgary. And I think that there's a chance that they could blow the doors off Arizona. They're hot. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I think Arizona in their favor is that they got a, a Kings on a back-to-back off an emotional win. That was huge for them. But other than that, I think LA is still the better of these teams. And, uh, Melka struggling in net. That's why I like that team total, especially with LA. But that's not best bet for me. Best bet for me is going to be uh, we're going to keep on riding the, yeah, the the oil country. We're going to go to oil country here. Edmonton, minus 120 uh, against Winnipeg. That is going to be my best bet. I'm riding the Oilers right now. Uh, perfect uh, undefeated record under Jay Woodcroft. I think it continues today against Winnipeg, who are a little bit shorthanded up front with Perfetti and Cop not playing. They're going to need to rely more on Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, Dubois uh, in the company. Uh, Edmonton's playing much better team defense. And usually after a couple of wins in a row, like Winnipeg's had, that's not the worst time to fade them because long win streaks have eluded this team. And I think they're going to be uh, up against it today against this surging Oilers team. And Edmonton's underlying numbers are better than Winnipeg's lately as well. Uh, Edmonton minus 120 against Winnipeg. Uh, That is going to be my best bet for this Saturday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. 159 live viewers. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it. We thank DJ Mitchell, our special guest, and our weekend guy, Vito, as well for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For DJ Mitchell, for Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.